I thank you, Father, that you love me, that you never leave me, you never forsake me. You can be trusted in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, 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 amen. I want you to do just a favor just just before you're seated. I just want you to turn to your neighbor and say, hey, love never fails. Come on, come on. Tell them again. Tell the other neighbor, say, love never fails. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Love never fails. Amen. 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 I'm trying to see if I can steal one of these. One that's loose. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just right here. Yep. Amen. Amen. That's good. Amen. 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 Man, are you glad to be here tonight? No, no. Are you really glad to be here tonight? You know, you know, one thing I, I, I found, guys, is that, you know, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. It, it, it is it is a good way that when you're feeling down and you're feeling a little beaten up, um, that you can be recharged. Right. Only one person that feels that same way. Wow. I mean, you could come in one way. Listen, because most of the times, can I be honest with you? There are days when I come in and, and man, I've had a long day already at six o'clock, man. And it can feel like you just want to stay home. You don't want to come in. But when I leave every single time, I am recharged, not just because I'm teaching, but because God's word is going forth. Amen. And he is here. Amen. Amen. I, I, I tell you this, uh, it, it is so exciting for us to be here. I want you guys to make sure I want everybody. Look, I want you to shake off your week. We already praise. We already worship. Shake off your week and say, hey, I am going to listen and I'm going to receive in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Now, now I tell you, you know, uh, I, I've been pondering this because I wanted to go right into faith. I told you we were going to talk about wisdom into faith. Didn't I say that? But but I just had this thing sitting on me uh, for a while now uh, uh, during this week of preparing my message. I had everything set for wisdom and faith, and God has me talking about something else, and he wanted me to talk about love. And so I I had been thinking about it because, you know, it's it's the month for Valentine's Day, right? The month where everything leading up to February 14th is hints from your your significant other of what they want, ideas of what you need to get. Every commercial is talking about every kiss begins with K, right? And all of these different things that are going on. And I started thinking about it and I I wanted to share this with you because I remember one Valentine's Day. um, I think it was the first Valentine's Day that Shirley and I had been married. Now, we'd had Valentine's Day before we were married, but this was the first one after we had been married. And now, now remember, remember when you hear the story that, 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 (laughs) that, that pastor loves his wife. Okay. And so we were, we had just gotten married. We were, we weren't rich. We were broke, man. Matter of fact, 
we really didn't have a lot of money at that time. And uh, Valentine's Day was rolling around. And to me, it seemed like, you know, Valentine's Day, right? It's just Valentine's Day. It's the 14th, man. We always show each other we love one another. So what's the big deal? I'll get a card and it, that'll be that, right? Right? Hey, hey, thank you. One brother with me, man. <laughs> but, um, oh, man, 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 don't do like I did, man. Don't do like I did. My first mistake in that, that scenario, because I thought, you know, hey, we just get a card, no gifts. My first mistake in that scenario was I didn't express that to Shirley. I never told her, hey, you know what? Hey, we don't have no money. Let's not get gifts. Give gifts. Let's just give each other a card. And, you know, we love each other anyway. Right. That's my first mistake. My second mistake in all of this was that I was not creative. Because the thing about it was, is that Shirley came and even though I didn't tell her that we weren't going to give gifts and that we didn't have money, she was creative and not only creative, but she had been paying attention to things that I had been saying all along that didn't cost money. Yeah, she, yeah, you go girl, I heard that over there, yeah. <laughs> so we, we know that this story didn't work out well when I didn't do what I was supposed to do because she had given a wonderful gift to me that came from her creativity and a place of love. And although I was saying I love you with my card and thinking that I was doing the best that I could by not spending any money so we'd have money to be able to do other things, I missed a valuable point. And that point was my biggest flaw is that I didn't pay attention and understand who my wife was. The person that she was was the creative, um, uh, uh, attentive person that needed a gift for her to be able to see just from my creativity. You guys with me? And, and that thing that goes on, and, and, and I want to say this, and I, and I wrote this down because I don't want to miss this, is the way that we can express, listen, the way that we can express love the best is when we have an understanding for the, of the person that we are trying to love. You with me? Come on, you got to talk to me now. Come on, come on. I told you already that I, we got to shake it off. We got to have a good week, right? I need you talking to me. But the, I want to say that again. The way that we can express love the best is when we have an understanding of the person we are trying to love. Now, I, I, I want to say this because we've been talking about this. Paul, Paul said this thing. And I want you to get it. Remember, we read it in Ephesians and Paul said this. I want you to have wisdom and the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. We haven't forgotten that, have we? We're not leaving that. We're still talking about this because this is important because this just doesn't imply to marriage understanding love. It also applies when we're talking about God. Proverbs uh, uh, 9 and 10 says this. Go to Proverbs 9 and 10. <clears throat> Can you guys get there on the board? And if, if they can't, you guys get your Bibles out, get your apps out. Come on. Proverbs 9 and 10. You've heard me say it before, but I want you to see it again. It 
it says this, because I, I want you to remember that marriage is, is, is just the beginning. You need to understand that when it comes to relationship, marriage is just the beginning. It takes a lifetime of effort to understand our, sp- our spouses. The same applies to God. Salvation is just the beginning. Proverbs uh, 9 and 10 says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge. Let me say that again. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Now, I told you that the best way we can do it, uh, love, is that we understand the person we are trying to love. And God says, the fear of me, listen, listen, that's the salvation piece, the honoring. I honor God enough to listen to what he's saying, and I receive Christ. That's honor. But that's just the beginning of wisdom. Just like marriage is just the beginning of the effort that we put in. It's not the end. Because most most of us, and I, and I, I pick on guys, and I'm going to talk about this more next week when we talk about relationship, this, this, this part of, of love. Most of us, when we put the ring on, then we start to relax. Leading up to the ring, we wooed. We did all we could to make sure we looked good. We did everything right. But when the ring came, we back, we took a step back and we took it as my provision, guys, was enough. And that's not what started the process. So, listen, marriage is just the beginning. It takes effort for a lifetime. But he says here, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So the key thing that is saying here when we see it applying to God, that we must get an understanding of who God is. The first thing that we must see is the nature or the character of God. As it refers to love, he doesn't just love. He is love. Go to first John and let's look at this. First John. So it's not the Gospel of John, it is 1 John. It's back in the back, one of the small books. 1 John in chapter 4. And uh, I want to read 16. 1 John 4 and 16. And it says this, And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. But look at this. God is love and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. I want to say this and I'm going to you're going to hear me say this throughout every single one. But any time or any area of my life that I am not in love, I am not in God. Any time that I'm in the midst of my relationship with my with God, with my wife, with other people, and I am doing things to cut, to hurt, to get back at. I'm not in love. And I've just exited God. And entered into flesh. I want you to understand that. That's very important for you to see that that God doesn't just love. He is love. And for us to dwell in him, we've got to dwell in love. 
Now, I want to go before we go on to the next part of who God is. I want you to see that first thing is we got to understand one thing. And I think most of us know this. If you've been in church for any length of time, you know this piece. But I'm going to say it again. There is one word in the English language that expresses this thing that we call love. So I say I love you to my wife. I say I love you to my children. I say I love you to my friends. I say I love you to my church family. I say I love you to my uh, my my uh, siblings. But each one of those represents something different. Because in English, there's only one word, but in Greek, there were several words. There were four in particular. One was storge. One was phileo. One was eros. And one was agape. Now, I'm not going to deal with the other three, but those deal with family, friends, and I love you because you're lovely. Okay? Romantic love. But the love that we're dealing with tonight is the one that is agape, and it is who God is. It is an unconditional love. It is a love that never fails. It is a love that always goes forth. And I want to talk to you about how love looks in respect to that. And most of us think that we're going directly to to uh, first Corinthians because we see that all the time. But I want to do something before we go there to see what love looks like. And that's John 316. You know what that says, right? Right. You guys can tell me. I don't even have to go there, right? You ain't even got to go there. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Right? Love does this. Love always gives. Love is never trying to take. Listen. If we would ever get this point down to understand who God is, God is never trying to take from you. He's always trying to give because that's what love does. Love always gives, even when the other person. That's why when we hear the term turn the other cheek and everybody hates that. Right. Right. Nobody wants nobody likes that one. Right. I ain't turned another cheek. You hit me once. I'm sorry. I was about to say something myself, man. Say, y'all suckers. I'm not giving you my other cheek. But love always gives. Enough is never enough with love. God says, the Bible says in John 3, 16 that it gives. But what else does it do? First John 4, 10, you guys may still be there. But 4, 10 says, herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. Love always acts first. Love doesn't wait for the condition to be right for you to be able to say, as soon as they apologize to me, then I'll treat them better. As soon as they give me a call, as soon as they text me, as soon as this happens, then I will do. Love doesn't do that. Love always Acts first. Y'all quiet, man. Is this 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 y'all with me? Love always acts first. So listen, listen, love always gives. It's never trying to take. So if when you are loving someone and you have an ulterior motive that you're trying to get something from them, 
That's why you say, I love you. Man, we're going to talk about that next week. Then maybe you're not really loving. Right? If you got an ulterior motive trying to get something, because love always gives. The next thing is love always goes first. It acts first. <clears throat> Here's another one. Go to Romans 5 and 8. Romans 5, 8. <clears throat> it says this, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Listen to this. Love looks beyond where you are right now. Wow, that's good for me. That's good for me. That's good for me. Listen, listen, listen. That's good for me always, especially before I knew Christ, for him to woo me, to compel me, even while I was the person that was constantly rejecting him. I told you guys how many times I was given the gospel. I was given the gospel when I was in college every single Tuesday. My parents took me to church on, on Sundays. I didn't always go every Sunday, but I went a lot of Sundays and I heard the gospel message and I still never came to know. I was constantly rejecting the gospel, but he still was compelling. Even while I was a sinner, he was looking beyond where I was to where I am today. Amen. He saw beyond all that. And that's what love does. It looks beyond where I am to where I could be. One more. Proverbs 10 and 12. Proverbs 10 and 12. I love this one. I love this one. This one was going to set you free, man, if you get this one. Can, 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 can we see that? Come on, come on. I hope they got it up back behind us. It says this. Hatred stirs up strife. But love covers all sin. That flies right in the face of religion, doesn't it? That love covers all sin. Peter says that he says love covers a multitude of sin. But here it's saying that love covers all. All sin. Listen, when I step inside of Christ, everything is covered. I'm only seen through Christ and love covers all. How many times? Let me tell you how many times. This is something that I hear quite often. This is something I hear quite often. I hear people praying that people would be uh, crushed. In the sense of, I can't wait till that comes out. I can't wait till people find out what they've been doing. Is that love? What, what if people were asking that and they immediately showed all your stuff? But we act like we got it all together and we mad because things don't work. Because we're mad at somebody else and we want all their stuff to show up. You better be glad that love covers all sin. Imagine if we put up all your stuff on the screen right now. We started showing, just let's, let's just show you today. Can we just show you today? Would you feel okay with your today? See, this is the issue. Because, listen, listen to this, and this is what I love. Even the stuff that we think is okay, 
See, because this stuff we think is okay. We don't mind sharing. But when it's contrary to the book. I'm grateful that love covers all sins. Now, this is what we have to see. We've got to start understanding this is who our God is. When we start talking about love, agape love, these are the things that we need to understand because this begins to put us into the right frame of mind so that we can come boldly before God. Because this is how he responds. Now, now is pastor saying that, hey, just, just go out and sin because love covers all sin? Can, can I tell you something? That there's still laws that, 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 that go along. Laws that are called sowing and reaping. Right? There, there, there are repercussions that come. But you can either fall upon the rock and be broken or the rock can fall upon you and you be crushed. The difference between that is broken people can be made whole again. But when you're crushed to powder, there's no more putting you back together. That's where he's expressing this from. Now, let's keep going because I'm going to hurry, man. Let, let me keep moving. Let's look at the next thing. How does love behave? Because this is something we need to see. Now, this is where we go to 1 Corinthians. Go to 1 Corinthians 13. And we're going to read 1 through 8. Can we do that? If I can get over there to 1 Corinthians. Um. Okay. It says this, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing apart from God. You are nothing. And when we don't express this, when we don't understand this, when we try to do things on our own, when we try to run out ahead of God, we get ourselves into trouble. And he says, no, you do great things. But if it, what you're doing is not done in love, it is nothing. But let's see what love does. And this is important. And I see myself falling short in many of these. I'm grateful that God continues to compel and to deal with me. Love suffers long. That means it's, it, 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 it uh, allows things to happen for a long time. That's tough, man. That's tough. Some days, some days, can I tell you, can I tell you the truth? You know, there, there are days and, and Shirley knows that she's like, boy, go eat something or go to bed one. You getting on my nerves. <laughs> there are days when I don't have long suffering. There are days when everything, every noise, every little everything gets me. I bet Nia says the same thing when I'm in class. Some days, there's some days when I come into class and everything they do irks me. She knows that, don't you need it, huh? Uh-oh, yeah, okay. That's extra, that's extra work for you just for saying that. Yeah. No, I'm just messing, I'm just messing. Everything bothers me. I'm not always long-suffering. How about you? 
The days when you're tired, the days when you're hungry. What about, can I, can I, can I ask you something? And, 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 and this is something that happens to me all the time. I teach something here, and then you call me on Tuesday, and you say to me all the stuff that I gave you the answer for on Saturday. And I'm like, did you listen? And then I tell you again patiently, and then you call me on Thursday with the same thing. And then you call me again on Friday with the same thing. Can I tell you something? It gets on my nerves sometimes. I already told you the answer. I ain't got nothing else for you. But thank God that God is not like me. He is long-suffering. How many of us are in that same boat? Here is this. It suffers long. Listen to this. And even when it's being long-suffering, it's still kind. He's still kind. Even when you've asked the same question, you failed at the same thing, you made the same mistake over and over again. I, you know, it's like Libby. Libby's trying to do some things, and she does the same thing. She's putting this puzzle together, and she keeps taking the, 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 the corn, and she has it turned upside down, and she keeps slamming it into the thing the same way every single time. And I turn it around full, put it in, she turn it back around, slam it down. The same thing over and over again, but love is still kind. Love does not behave rashly. That's what vaunted itself, not itself. Doesn't make a hasty judgment, a hasty move. Love doesn't respond that way. Listen, it's not puffed up. It does not behave itself unseemly. It seeketh not our own. It's not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Wow. Do you see yourself in that? And in the areas where you don't see yourself, those are areas where we got to work. We got to allow God to be God in those areas. Are you with me? Love never fails. That's where I want to stop. Remember, God is love. God never fails. Whether it is in the midst of your biggest struggle, you've got to understand that God which is love, who is love, never fails. If it's in the midst of your greatest triumph and victory, you got to still acknowledge that it was God because he never fails. Even in, what, what about when things are just the same? Nothing's changed. Everything's still mundane. It's still the same way. Do we still acknowledge that God never fails? Why is pastor telling me this? Why is pastor expressing this to me? Because I'm trying to get to you this concept of who he is as love. The more you know, listen, the more you understand of who he is. I shouldn't say the more you know, because you can have big heads and don't know what to do with it. Full of knowledge and don't know what to do with it. But the more you understand who he is, 
it puts you into a position where you stop cursing God when things don't go right. We stop reflecting God in a poor light. Did you get that? Come on, y'all, man. I, I, don't, please, please. Are y'all with me? Or are y'all wasting my time? Come on, with me, right? I'm trying to express this to you, that this is important to see that God wants you to reflect him in a positive light. Because you are the only Christ, the only God that people are going to see. And if we're not expressing his love, what are we expressing? Last thing, last thing that I wanted to say. That no matter what, we know that faith is the currency of the kingdom and love is still greater. We know that the very thing that we're stretching or reaching towards our hope is the thing that we're chasing after, but love is still greater. Don't lose sight that God not only loves you, but he is love and he will never fail. Let's pray. Yes. Amen. 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 The first time he ever uh, was filled, uh, got filled with the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in other tongues. The first thing that he said was that 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 the Holy Spirit allowed him to say was, I serve God in love. Very first thing. Now, I know a lot of people have trouble, get trouble hearing, speaking in other tongues. I'm not teaching that now. I just want you to again say that here it is that God's expressing himself again, that the first thing that he vocalizes through this young man is that we have to serve Christ and love. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your faithfulness, for your mercy, for your grace, for your loving kindness. Father, I thank you that as we, we've heard this message tonight, sometimes it goes, right over our heads, but sometimes it's, it takes a moment just to sink in. Father, I thank you that this message sinks into our hearts and we understand that because you are loved, you never fail. And now all we have to do is trust you. And even in the areas where we fail, your love covers and allows us to move forward. I thank you, Father, that we can rest in this fact. We can rest in this thing that you are good and that you never fail because you are loved. Thank you, Father. Before, before we leave, we're, we're, we're still praying. Every head bow, every eye closed. I, I want to take this moment just to, just to do something together. And this is for not only uh, 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 you that are here, but the people who are listening by podcast, the people who are watching on, on Facebook or, or over the internet. I want us to do two things. One, I want to express this. That first thing is God's standard is perfection. 
And because of sin, we all miss that mark. We all miss perfection. None of us get to be perfect because we all are born in sin. But God didn't leave us there. He loved us enough to not leave us in that position of failing. He came and he said, I'll send myself, my son, Jesus. To live perfectly. And because of what he has done, all we have to do is receive what Christ has done. So if that's you, whether you're at home listening to this, you're driving in your car, or you're, you're, you're watching this over the internet, however you may be, I want you to make sure that God is speaking to you right now. Yeah, you. Yeah, you right now. And I want us just to repeat this thing. I'm not asking anybody to raise any hands. I just want you to repeat this if you mean it. Father, I thank you for your faithfulness, for your loving kindness, for your tender mercy. I thank you that although I was a sinner, just, just, just lost in sin, doing things my own way, you still reached out to me. You still allowed me to hear something that could change my life. I thank you that because of your son, Jesus, I can have newness of life. And I receive what Christ Jesus has paid for. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I thank you, Father, that I am a new creature, that heaven is my home, Jesus is my savior, and you're my father. I receive that now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I'm, I'm not finished, but for those of you who prayed that, let someone know, um, hey, send us a, a message, email, uh, uh, communicate with us. Let us know that you did that. Because we want to continue to pray for you. We want to continue to build you up. But even if you don't communicate with us, that you let someone know. Someone know. So that you can be held accountable for the statement that you made. But now for the people that are in this room as well, I, I want us with heads bowed, eyes closed, eyes closed. I want you to say, I want you, if, if you mean this, if you say, hey, I want to start expressing. I haven't been expressing God's love totally. I want to express his love and I need God's grace. I want you to just stand on your feet right now. We're going to pray for you. Come on, come on, stand on your feet right now. Those who mean it. That's it. That's it. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm standing too. I know I was already standing, but I'm standing again. Amen. I haven't always expressed God's love properly. But I'm, I need your grace to do it. So let's, let's just pray this prayer together. Father, I thank you for your love, for your compassion that never fails. I thank you, Father, that you love me, that you grace me now to show forth your love everywhere I go, even when I don't feel like it, even when it doesn't seem like anyone needs it. I'm going to show forth your love. Not my love, your love, your compassion. I'm going to remember who you are, and I'm going to show forth that. 
to everyone I come in contact with by your spirit, through your grace, by faith. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.